0: Top Cold Traffic David, Episode 55, Summer 2015, Part 2, Where Dreams Come True. Hello and welcome to episode 54 of Pop Culture Affidavit, a podcast that takes a look at everything random in the world of popular culture, which is brought to you by the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network. I'm your host, Tom Panneries This is a special episode of the podcast because it's my first ever Disney World episode. So... Alright, as a member of Two Sure Freaks, I'm contractually obligated to do a Disney World episode, but to be honest, I could have done one last year when I went there on vacation. With so much going on during that trip, I honestly didn't have a chance to record any audio or really put an episode together. In the last year, a couple of things happened. First, we decided to go again. Second, Scott Gardner and Scott Rifund had started the Walt Disney World-centric podcast, Earning My Ears. That podcast, which I'm totally hyping right now, by the way, is such a great resource for anyone who's either planning a Disney World trip or wants to know more about Disney World. Plus, overall, it's an incredibly fun podcast to listen to. It proved not only to be informative, but inspiring in a way, if that makes sense. It also proved to be challenging, I mean, I wanted to do a Disney World episode, but here are two guys who know the park inside and out and produce an excellent podcast, so coming up with an original approach to something like this is tough. How do you cover what's been covered? How do you do this and not embarrass yourself? How do you overthink how to make a podcast episode? Well, you're getting the answer to that last one. But really, in the end, I just decided to have some fun with this. Instead of doing a blow-by-blow recap of my vacation or an inside Disney World type of episode, I decided to just take a personal approach. What did I learn? What did I notice? And more importantly, what did I really enjoy? I put this episode together in two parts. The first is going to be a then versus now segment, where I'm going to talk about past vacations and my reactions when traveling over the last couple of years. The second will be a highlight reel. We really tried to get the most out of our trip to Disney World both last year and this year, and I wanted to do my best to highlight eight things, both personal favorites and stuff I think was important. I guess that's the best word. But before I get to any of that, I'm going to take a quick break and play a promo. So we'll be back in just a moment. Stick around. Generation Star Wars is speaking up and sharing its story. I'm Andre Leland. I'm David McElhinney. I'm Tom Panneries. I'm Steve Glosson. I'm Matt Hunsworth. I'm Scott Gardner. I'm Ryan Shaw. I'm Paul Herman. I'm Jimmy Mack. I'm Ryder Waldron. I'm Justin Bulger. I'm Joseph Tavano. I'm John Jackson Miller. I'm Consetta Parker. I'm Steve Sansweet. And this and this and this is my Star Wars story. Is my Star
1: Wars story. My Star Wars story.
0: My Star Wars story. My Star Wars story. My Star. Wars. Star Wars story. My Star Wars Story. My Star Wars Story. My Star Wars Story. Monthly at MyStarWarsStory.com and available in the iTunes Store. As it stands, I have now been to Walt Disney World five times, plus Disneyland once. The first three trips to Disney World happened when I was a kid. My parents took Nancy and I over winter break in February of 1985, 1987, and 1990, and then we took a spring break trip out to California in 1992. I've got some pretty specific memories of that trip to Disneyland, but it took me some time to actually parse out my memories of specific Disney World trips. I know that in 1985 and 1987 we stayed at a Marriott somewhere in Orlando and actually spent at least one day at SeaWorld. But in nineteen ninety we stayed at the Grand Floridian Grand Floridian Restaurant, Grand Floridian Resort which had just opened, and, vi- and we visited what was then known as the Disney-MGM Studios, and is now just the Hollywood Studios. Although, I still find my, myself referring to it as MGM. But my Disney World experience actually begins before that first trip in 1985. When I was a little kid, I had what I seem to remember was a cassette tape and a book? But in my searching eBay, all I found were records, so it might have been a record, but it was called The Official Album of Disneyland and Walt Disney World. It contained the songs that were the highlights of the park. It's a Small World, Pirates of the Caribbean, The Enchanted Tiki Room, just to name a few. And there was also a book called Walt Disney World, The First Decade, which my parents owned and I would flip through all the time looking at various shots of the park and how it looked back in 1981, right before Epcot Center opened. In fact, there was still a page or two about Epcot Center on the verge of its opening. There are certain aspects of the park that I've always considered classic Disney more than say a lot of the cartoon movies I watched as a kid because my sister had all of them on VHS okay all of them except for Pinocchio and I'm not sure why we never own that one even if it's even though it's one of my least favorite Disney movies but anyway classic Disney to me has always not just been stuff like Snow White or Peter Pan or Sleeping Beauty or Cinderella but it's been the live-action stuff my parents saw on television and movies when they were kids movies like Tom Sawyer Swiss Family Robinson, Johnny Tremaine, which inspired some of what's at Liberty Square and Frontierland. In fact, I look at Liberty Square, Frontierland, and Adventureland and see just that, this classic era of Disney that I was obviously born too late for but can still experience in some way. Now, the Disneyland Disney World album is a lost-to-the-sands-of-time one, so I don't know what happened to it um, after I was a kid. And I gave Scott Gardner my my copy of the first decade book a few years ago. What I was also able to rescue from my parents' house was a thin paperback book called Walt Disney World: A Pictorial Souvenir, which was published in 1984. So it was just before this was just before we went to Disney World. I honestly can't remember how we got it. It was either a relative or a friend of the family gave it to us before we went on our trip, or we actually bought it while at Disney World. I probably should have looked up for a, looked for a matching volume in 2015, but the few times I. S- I was in the shop at the size of something like Mouse Gear or the Emporium, I didn't get a chance to really take a good look at the shelves full of books because I was either with Brett and he was spotting something shiny or stuffed, or we were blowing through there on our way to somewhere else. Maybe next time. Anyway, this book is a hoot. There's stuff in the book that's still there and stuff that's changed significantly. You've got content constants like the Haunted Mansion and the Hall of Presidents, both of which we rode. While I know the Hall of Presidents has a reputation of being the boring educational attraction that you go in in order to get out of the heat, humidity, or the rain, i still love it. I mean, I'm a total history nerd, though, but i just still love it. Fantasyland and Tomorrowland were the parts of the Magic Kingdom that have changed the most since when I was first there. I'm going to post some pictures of the book because there are some gorgeous photographs, as well as shots of things that are no longer there, like the Skyway or the 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea ride. The coolest thing about the book is how I get to see pictures of the original recipe Epcot Center, the fact that I didn't realize the Living Seas didn't open until 1986. Remember when Epcot had separate symbols for all of the attractions in Future World? Heck, walking around the park, I still got a rush at a seeing Future World typeface to use back in the day. And pictures of CommuniCore. Remember CommuniCore? It's where Innoventions is now. And for the longest time was the only place where I ever met Mickey Mouse. I honestly don't remember the circumstances, but I think we were at Disney in 87. And we we're making our way through Epcot Center and checking out CommuniCore. And Mickey was just there. Dressed in, I think it was like a futuristic outfit. There's a picture of me and my sister with Mickey in that outfit somewhere. The other thing that makes me instantly nostalgic about that book is its look at Horizons, which hasn't existed in Epcot since 1989, and that's a bummer because it was this great look at the future, and it was this type of future that fa- falls by the wayside in our culture's apparent obsession with post-apocalyptic futures, you know, where teens save us all. The Disney guidebook sums it up pretty well. The gem-like structure that co- that houses Horizons, presented by General Electric, is dedicated to humanity's future. It is a careful synthesis of all the wonders within Epcot Center and applies the elements of communication, energy, transportation, and creativity and technology to a better life for the family of the future. Visitors to Horizons first arrive in Futureport, a transportation terminal of the future. While waiting to board their vehicles, they can view three-dimensional scenes of a bustling futuristic city, a space colony, or a floating habitat in the Pacific. Soon, however, guests embark for the Horizon Sound and Light Show, which begins with a series of scenes depicting the future from the past, including a Jules Verne spaceship, 19th century French futurist Albert Rabida's Vision of Paris in 1950, and Living Quarters of the Future, as conceived by forward looking thinkers of the 30s and 40s. After looking back at tomorrow, guests are whisked into a series of present-day dreams come true by the Omnisphere, where they are surrounded by a thermal cityscape, a robot manufacturing plant, the architecture of a microchip, an exploration of undersea frontiers and others of today's technological wonders. Then it's on to the 21st century, with the accent of quality of life. Tomorrow's horizons include youthful old age, Farms made fruitful in the desert. Travel made energy efficient through magnetic power. Undersea resources harvested by robot power and space colonies growing crystals for industry in the absence of gravity. For their return to the present, guests are given the option to choose one of three modes of transportation. A personal submarine, a desert hovercraft, or a spaceflight. With their arrival back at future port is announced, Horizon's guests will have a new view of tomorrow's tantalizing possibilities. And there's pictures of all the various uh, things on Horizons. Even the logo looks really cool. It's it's just it such such a piece of nostalgia when I look through that book, especially about that ride. And I remember like when we rode when we went to Horizons um, and we went on that road, We we went to Epcot when you, we rode it like two or three times in a row because it was like early. It was like raining that day, and there was like you know it was one of those times where like not a lot of people were at the park yet, and. We just kept going on it so that we could choose the different endings. I mean, that's how fun that ride was. I'll say that looking through that old souvenir book was quite a trip down memory lane. And while I was getting ready for my trip this year, it had me thinking about what it was like to visit the park back in the 1980s and early 1990s and what I remember about it. Now, I experienced some sort of Disney park as both a little kid and as a teenager. While I have very specific memories that range from being really excited to meet Robin Hood and Little John when I was seven to having a pretty hot girl with me when we rode the Matterhorn together at Disneyland when I was 14, I can confidently say that on every visit I remember feeling a palpable sense of wonder. It's kind of easy to feel that when you're a little kid, of course, but I remember one moment during one of those trips I took as a teenager and walking on Main Street, USA, and forgive me if I don't remember if it was Disney World or Disneyland, we had a moment to just take it all in and really understood what it was about, which I think is incredibly important with a place like that because it's so easy to miss stuff when you're there. Because you're trying to fit everything in, you're rushing from fast pass to fast pass, or the crowds are so huge that you spend all of your time avoiding bumping into people or trying not to get run over by a stroller or scooter. Returning to Disney World after more than 24 years as I did last year, and even coming back this year, I was definitely apprehensive. Was I going to get the same out of it as I did all those years ago, or if not, what else would I get out of it then? I think the most important thing that I realized was that after 30 years and my first trip, I'm still willing to suspend disbelief when it comes to visiting Disney World. Now, I teach 10th grade English, so most of my students are 15, they're 16 years old, they definitely have that air of, quote, maturity that comes from being a teenager, especially when presented with something that requires imagination or the suspension of disbelief, I taught a unit in superheroes earlier this year and was showing some scenes from Superman the movie as an example of characterization of superheroes. And I had to deal with that one kid in the class who felt the need to roll his eyes and comment on everything. Oh, that's fake. That's lame. This is stupid. How can nobody tell that he's Superman? A quick digression here. Am I the only person on Earth who never questioned why why the Clark Kent disguise was stupid? To me, it just always was. Superman disguises, disguises himself as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for the Daily Planet. Then again, I'm also not of the mentality that I can somehow become Batman, because Batman has no powers. I mean, sit down, Mary Sue. You won't be Batman. Anyway, like I said earlier, I walked down Main Street, USA back in 1990 or 1992, and I felt a palpable sense of wonder. And I never think that when it comes to other theme parks... There's so much at Disney World that requires you to use your imagination that suspended disbelief. And if you go into being one of those precocious little sh- snots who says, it's fake at everything here she sees here, you're, you're not going to get anything out of it. I mean, I know I'm, I know I'm not really flying on Soren, but I still found myself lifting my legs anytime we went over mountains. Because they, they look like they were really, really close, and I know the France Pavilion in Epcot is not the streets of Paris, but a man and I certainly enjoyed having a glass of wine and an outdoor table, and allowing ourselves a moment to kind of pretend we were back on our honeymoon. And I know that a character is a person in a suit, or it's a person acting. And but how fun is it not to believe for a few moments that you're with him, and that is Donald Duck? The other thing that I got out of these trips is that I really noticed a lot of different things that I did as a kid. You know, stuff like how Disney has turned standing in line into an experience, or how they've given Liberty Square a lot of historical accuracy, or how Main Street USA has these little quirks about it, and you can often find them if you're looking up and around or going down the side streets, and things like that instead of blowing through that area of the Magic Kingdom and in the way to Fantasyland or something. I recorded some live audio of a walk through Main Street USA. Here's a little bit of it. You listen closely, you can hear someone giving voice lessons or singing lessons. That's at a point in an alleyway in Main Street USA where you if you, you can catch that if you're standing right where there is a storefront advertising singing lessons. Now I'm sure I could have gone on the internet and looked that up because there's a bajillion secrets of Disney World blog posts, but I don't know, it was really cool to discover that by myself. And the detail that goes into these parks and the logistics that it takes to have this place running all the time is we'll keep it up to date and make new things. Is absolutely amazing, and I honestly think that it adds to the wonder. Furthermore, I'm glad my trip wasn't about trying to recapture something from my childhood or trying to feel like a kid again, but that I could enjoy it for what it really was. And that there's much to do when you're older as well as when you're little. I'm going to take another break right now, and when I get back, I'm going to talk about the actual trip and how we got the most out of it. Hey, everybody, I'm Paul Spataro. I don't know if you know me, but I'm a regular on Back to the Bins, along with my friends, Dr. Bill Robinson. Hello. And Mr. Scott Gardner. Hey, how's it going? Andy's been asking us for a promo for the show for the longest time, and Bill has been writing it for the longest time. Bill, you got that promo written yet? Uh... Okay, so, anyway... What we do is we review three comic books. We try to do it every week. Usually it's a Marvel, a DC, and a Captain Canuck book for Scott. So, tune in every week to Back to the Bins to listen to our show. You can find us at 2TrueFreaks.com So the last couple of trips have proven to me that you can't really do Disney World the same way twice. I mean, I'm sure you could actually plan it that way, but that would probably lead to something that in my mind would be boring. Disney World's kind of like the Louvre. You can go through the whole place on one visit, but to really stop and do every last little thing would take you days if not weeks. What I've done for this section of the episode is taken eight things that I really noticed or really enjoyed about my two trips over the last two years and put them into a list. Which I know is such a hack blogger thing to do, but nobody said I was actually good at my job here. It's the Disney highlight reel. One, the crowds and the heat. One of the reasons that we went to Disney World in the middle of summer is because I'm a teacher. And I have a solid eight weeks off in the summer so it's easier to plan around that. The problem is that there are a ton of other people who visit Disney World in the summer for the exact same reason. Their kids are off from school, so they don't have to pull them out. The other problem is Disney World is in Florida. Now, I live in central Virginia, which gets incredibly humid during the summer as well, although I also live near mountains and plenty of woods, so there's a lot of natural shade around my house. Our first day at Disney last year began with us arriving at the Wilderness Lodge, dropping off all of our stuff, and then heading to the circle in front of Cinderella's Castle because we had a fast pass to see an afternoon parade. The parade itself was pretty awesome. I got some great pictures. However, none of us were actually prepared for the heat. Okay, we were prepared for the heat, but we weren't as prepared as we thought we were, and there's, and, and there's no shade in front of Cinderella's castle at two o'clock in the afternoon. It's direct sunlight. So it's like this, it was the shock to the system and the crowds at first, even if you prepare yourself for the crowds, there's still the shock to the system. If you're headed there and you obviously have to, you obviously have to be comfortable dealing with huge throngs of people. It had been a while since I had to deal with that many people at once because I hadn't commuted in New York or DC for quite a number of years. But once I got back into that mentality, I felt that I was able to handle it, handle it. Kind of like when I got to go to a comic convention, there's this sort of switch that flips in your head sometimes when you have to navigate a crowd. Like, instead of heading for Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, I'm like Barry Sanders or Walter Payton or Frogger. Seriously, navigating Disney World, the Magic Kingdom, it's like constantly dodging traffic. You've got a slow-moving people here. You have a family with a screaming toddler there. Then you have strollers the size of a large SUV as well as people on scooters. And if you get all through through all of that, you hit the boss level, which is one of those gargantuan teen tour groups that has matching shirts and keeps singing ridiculous songs at the top of their lungs, which, by the way, is my penance for being part of a teen tour group in Europe when I was 17. I even wrote about it on the blog a year, about a year ago. It's called Leave Yourself Behind. Go check it out. But I guess the key is to not get upset by the crowds. Instead, assume they'll be insane, plan your trip around that. And that brings me to my second item. The FastPass and the My Disney Experience app. Why is this a highlight? Well, first of all, I think that the My Disney Experience app, as buggy as it tends to be, is really cool. There are times where we will, for the heck of it, check wait times on rides even though we're not at Disney World because it's fun, but really I like the idea of having a complete itinerary available on my phone. I also love the Magic Bands and the FastPass system because it gives us a great way to plan our days, and we made sure that we hit all of the important rides we wanted to hit. Although for the second year in a row, we missed the rock and roller coaster at Hollywood Studios, I swear that at some point in our next visit we're going there and we will do that ride. But, like I said, I'm fascinated with the logistics of Disney World and the way that they update the park with this technology. It's just awesome. Thirty years ago, you probably could get this system together using paper, but the magic bands hold so much in terms of things like the dining plan and and the fast pass. it's just it's really, really incredible and And speaking of the dining plan, it's not perfect. I do like the idea of being able to have it. And how you can tweak it a little bit like you can substitute water for a dessert because you're not you might not eat dessert at lunch at a quick service, and you end up with a water bottle instead and those water bottles are like 250 a pop in the park, so you know stuff like that I mean it's less than your average movie theater or stadium, but it's still more expensive than the convenience store, so it seems pretty worth it you know I'm not a big on theme park desserts at the fast quick places anyway, but speaking of food. That's number three, the food. Theme park food has never been anything particularly great. It's nothing you write home about. There are a couple of theme parks in Virginia, and the food ranges from halfway decent to fairly awful. I'd say the best non-Disney park I've been to is Bush Gardens in Williamsburg, but for all of the fun and the atmosphere of that park, I don't remember the food being particularly memorable. Maybe the chocolate pudding at the fest House. Anyway, the only place I remember being memorable from when I was a kid when it came to Disney was the Crystal Palace. I remember eating at Cinderella's Castle my first trip there 30 years ago, but I honestly can't tell you what I ate. I just have a very vague memory of it being dark in there. The Crystal Palace I remember for being, for being an all-you-can-eat buffet, which through a 13-year-old is quite possibly the most awesome thing ever, especially if it means extra desserts. But coming back as an adult whose palate has moved beyond things fried, grilled, pizza, and burger, I was really impressed by what's offered and how good the food actually was. Even the quick service meals, which is where you'll find your typical theme park food, were worth it. And I think you could do an entire podcast episode just about the food at Disney World, Scots. There are all sure are plenty of blogs and blog posts about it. Plus, I was making a list of all the places we ate that I really liked, and it was really long. <laughs> I don't think I could fit it all in. So a man and I sat down and talked about the food and other things. And among them, being an adult at Disney World versus being a kid, being a parent at Disney World, and being able to do adult things at Disney World, and that's number four. So the the segment I wanted to do is, like, I just noticed how much fun over the last two trips, like, where we could find it. Mm-hmm. That we had that I didn't expect that we would have because like, you know, you, you go into this, you go into a trip to Disney World with a, you know, when you have a seven and eight year old yeah with the notion that, okay, it's like for him. So we're going to do all of the, yeah the kid things, you know, we're going to go on. Peter Pan's ride and, yeah. and Pirates of the Caribbean. You're really, gonna
2: do. You're gonna grace Fantasyland when normally you would never go near that ever.
0: We really did enjoy ourselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, so much so that we went back the year after the first trip. So it was just, and we enjoyed ourselves on that trip too. What was your expectation going in?
2: Going for the second
0: time just, or the first time? Uh, Look at the second time because the first time it was just. I I think it was just um, getting it done was almost this sort of the first time it was like, we're going to do this and try not to put too much pressure on ourselves.
2: Yeah, that's true. I would say the first time I felt an immense amount of pressure because it was Brett's first trip. I had some baggage from the first and only time I went to Disney World Mm -hmm. when I was 14. Uh, when I went with my mom and dad, and I uh, I swore I would never grace the gates of Disney World again, ever. But I also swore I'd never have children, so I obviously <laughs> breaking all of my personal rules. So when um yeah, so when we were planning it, I yeah I just felt the first trip I felt a lot of pressure. I felt like you know if we go, and I'm a scenario person, so I always come up with several scenarios and there's a lot of if-then decision trees that happen in my brain based mm-hmm. on different scenarios to, because that's the way I am. And so I was let, I was already planning, you know, if we never go back, can I say we did all the major stuff yeah. and that he had a great experience so that if I decide, to, you know, I am never doing this again and really decide to stick to it this time, could I at least say we had like the trip? We, we did it right. And, and I think we did that. I think, though, the pressure I put on myself and, you know, trying to get everything done and go to all of the parks and have all the experiences and get all the right reservations, because I don't... People who don't go to Disney World or who haven't been in decades, y'all don't know. Like, you have to plan it. It is like a military operation. Like, I had to... I mean, you've got to book stuff, like, a year in advance. You have to, like, be there, ready to go, to make your dining reservations, your event stuff—if you want tickets to things—like it is, it's competitive, which probably is not good for me to be participating in because I'm hyper competitive anyway. Although it is satisfying when you get be our guest reservations and you can sort of smugly <laughs> dangle them in front of people, even though I don't give a flying rip whether I ever eat with the beast or not. So, know, at the
0: same time, you're you're walking up there and you're there's always, at half the restaurants we have big reservations for, there's yeah. always like one party of there's always what's the full- wait for the table. And the person's like, uh, you needed a reservation.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's what's hard because it's, you know. I, um, when I got back from the second time, my coworker was going a week later mm-hmm. and her friend was kind of treating her and like mm-hmm. they were taking, you know, their kids and whatever. And so I just casually asked like, Oh, what dining reservations do you have? Or, you know, do you have your fast passes yet? That's what I said. Do mm-hmm. you have your fast passes? And she got this panic looked on her look on her face. Like what's a fast pass and what's a dining re-? And I was like, then, of course, my competitive spirit kicked in again, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to map it all out for you. I'm going to plan it for you. Just, get, just tell me when you're getting there. And so I basically went through and wrote everything down, like get the fast passes for these rides, try to still – because there wasn't a lot of time left. So yeah. I was like, given the time that you have, here's what I know you can get. Go. Like, yeah. Go, go, go. And so she ended up having a good time, and I, I was happy that all of the um, planning – crap, I mean there's no other word for it, that I put myself through could be used again. So the second time I think all I wanted to accomplish I I wanted to do the few things that we didn't get to do the first time. Mm-hmm. So like, and what we need to do to give your audience some context is both times we traveled with my parents. The first time we traveled with my parents and your parents.
0: Yes. That's... And I
2: think that was also putting pressure on us trying to make mm-hmm. grandparents happy and spread one grandchild around between four parents. Well, which it's, was and it's crazy. seven
0: people total. If you count. Yeah, sets of parents the three of us. So that's, that's a lot of people. And trying people to include
2: here. everyone and make reservations yeah, for everyone, yeah. that was that was stressful. Okay. So this year, it was my parents went with us again, and that was actually fine because we vacationed with my parents oh, yeah, multiple times, and they just kind of do their own thing, which is which is nice. I think we're all used to it anyway. Mm-hmm. So, but there were some things that my mom wanted to do, and so mm-hmm. my mom and I basically planned all the logistics for the trip. Yeah. And so she was the one who wanted to be our guest. And I did <laughs> not care. So
0: so there were reservations. I But mean, well, we fell into that reservation. We did.
2: Because, because we, Liberty Tree, yes, right? we were trying to get dinner at Liberty Tree. Well, no, we were, I think we were trying to get lunch at Liberty Tree Tavern or dinner or something. And the, we stayed on the concierge level, which I highly recommend because it's very helpful to have them do the dirty work for you. Um, and... The concierge came back and said, "Oh, Liberty Tree is undergoing renovations. It's closed. Would you like to be our guest instead?" And of course, my mom was like, "Yes, I would like to have it." So, um, so that's how we ended up with it. Yeah. So, I mean, like we were trying to eat at the places we didn't <laughs> eat last time, um, and then I had some other culinary goals, like I wanted to get my alcoholic slushy in Epcot.
0: And We did. That was that was one of my favorite things that didn't involve Brad. You right know, the right. Fact that we got to have a, both nights. Yes. Both trips we got to have a date night. Yes. And you know, that, that was, was very very nice.
2: Yeah. Well, and actually that was probably the best part about staying at Beach Club was the proximity to Epcot because yeah. you could just walk over in 2 minutes and, and be in the World Showcase and the night that we went we went to Spice Road Table and then just kind of walked around yes. fake Europe. It was yeah. fun. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, it was it was good.
0: Well, that helped, too, in the one afternoon where it was... Brett and I went into Epcot and we did just interventions and walked around for a while because it was one of those things of, well, we could go to another park, but I don't know what, what when we're going to be back. And, like, you're trying to time it in your head so at least you're near one of the parks. Whereas, as much as I like the Wilderness Lodge... Um,
2: you were getting if on a bus. You were getting on a bus, and the bus system is not the most road. reliable.
0: So if, if like you know one of the Magic Kingdom resorts, if you're in like the Grand Floridian, for instance, that's a monorail resort. Yeah. So we would have just gotten on the monorail and gone to the Magic Kingdom and seen what we could have done. But um, but yeah, no that that but so being like right next to one of the parks was really cool, and then having that.
2: Um, being on the boardwalk yeah. was fun too. Like yeah, the night we walked around the boardwalk mm-hmm. and just kind of saw what was happening. That was yeah. fun too.
0: Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, I was surprised at how much I liked the food, you know, cause like I was saying in a, in a pre, in a segment previous to this, that one of the things I was, I was talking about the fast passes and I was talking about the dining plan and how it's it's interesting how quickly you learn to speak the language of Disney World. That's true, and, and, and
2: you don't realize people
0: don't know what you're talking yeah, about you're talking until what you ask yeah. someone
2: about it, and then yeah. they don't have they have no idea what you're talking and about. And You learn
0: little things like okay, I can in the middle of July in Florida, I don't need a piece of cake after my lunch. Oh God, at no. the con- at the commissary, the ABC commissary, which is a really good lunch, by the way, but or or whatever, but they'll let me get a bottle of water. It's yeah. like for, for what I would get for the dessert. So, right. and stuff like doing stuff like that. And I was, I was talking about that. and I was talking about how I didn't expect like the quick service stuff is like theme park food. It's theme park. Food. Right. I mean, it's like, like chicken know, nuggets and, yeah. and whatever. And so, but we went to the, you know, we went to the, the actual table service for, for dinner pretty much every time we had a dinner and it was really, really good. Mm-hmm. And, That wasn't something that I think I expected going in the first time. Yeah. Um, Because my memory of Disney World, I had better memories (laughs) than you did from trips when we were kids. But, you know, I was talking about how um, the first two trips were off. They were not on property. So dinner was McDonald's. Yeah. Because Nancy and I were little kids. And so we would go to McDonald's on the way home or whatever and just eat that. Which probably saved my parents a lot of money, anyway. Mm-hmm. But the, the third time we were there, when we were in, in, in 1990, we stayed at the Grand Floridian. and I, the one place I remember eating, because we ate there like twice, was the Crystal Palace. Mm-hmm. And I liked the breakfast there.
2: Yeah, that breakfast was nice. Yeah. It, um... You know, I I think the I think that the buffets can actually be really nice. The worst mm-hmm. part about the buffet is like most things in life, dealing with the other people at the buffet.
0: Yeah, the one at the Cape May Cafe the food was really good. The food the was, people were just a pain.
2: Well, I mean it's you know, people act like they've never seen food before and or like they're never gonna or like they're never going to get any, or they're never going to replenish the buffet when that's pretty much the job of the buffet is to replenish itself.
0: Yeah, I know.
2: So yeah, it can get a little it can get a little crazy. Yeah. Um, I still, I mean, I think that's why I think that's why you liked the garden grill so much because mm-hmm. it wasn't a buffet; they just brought yeah. everything to you, but it, it was still a character meal. I get yeah. a little ADD about character meals because. They take so long because you got to wait for the character to it's come true, around. That's true. That's true. And so, like by the time that you're waiting on like the fourth character, I'm like pretty much ready to crawl out of my skin and run down the street. But
0: <laughs> but I felt like the Garden Grill and Tusker House were the two characters. We did Tusker House last year. And yeah. The Garden Grill this year. And those were two of the character meals we did. I felt those were my two favorite, mainly because Tusker House I think had the best food.
2: The, that probably was and, the best buffet.
0: And and the, the buffets. And yes. The, I really liked the food of the Garden Grill. I mean, it was a lot of it. It was just so but much I food. I really enjoyed that meal. It
2: was good. I, it was just... It was so much. Like, I don't know if a table of five needs to have, like, beef and chicken and fish oh, it was and like potatoes a total, yeah. and bread and yeah. salad. I mean, like, it's... I mean, I understand maybe they're trying to give you value for what you pay. Because mm-hmm. at that point... We had run through our no, no, table I credits, for that and, 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 um, the, the and so you're paying out of pocket. And so when you're paying like you know sixty some dollars per person, I'm sure they're trying to give you the value, and I, I appreciate that. But that was also like one of our. Not the last night, but one of the last nights, maybe. Yeah, and it was. I was ridiculous. at that point. You reached that saturation point where you're like, I just yeah. can't eat anything else. No, yeah, and,
0: that's, that's <laughs> one of the, and one of the tough things to do at a place like that. Even though you are walking around like crazy and you are just sweating to death because it's so hot, you're so just you are gonna so end many it, Yeah, so that it's you know from the point of view of like what you're consuming, where so you got, you are gonna gain a little bit of weight. Which you ended up dropping anyway, but
2: I dropped my vacation weight by the end
0: of the week, yeah.
2: so that was all right. Yeah.
0: But um, <laughs> you know, I, liked I also liked how the restaurant rotated. I was I was more fascinated with the, seeing the different parts of,
2: of the land, land
0: than I was with the. But um, then again, I'm I'm a sucker for the older Epcot Center. Yeah. Stuff. So like
2: when you made us sit through the Hall of Presidents this time.
0: That that's in that's in the Magic Kingdom.
2: I'm just saying the I, oh old yes,
0: school okay. stuff you made us sit, sit through, through. The Hall of Presidents. I still love Impressions de France. It's so old and yet it's just so fun. Yes. So watch that.
2: Impressions de France. Yeah. I'm actually kind of glad when we when we were in Epcot this year that um, they hadn't fully converted to the Frozen Norway mm. yet. Like I mean, Maelstrom was closed, which was fine because we wrote it last year and it yeah. wasn't anything to write home about, but. You know, before Frozen descends on everything. This
0: is going to be a mob scene.
2: And it's already at Hollywood Studios. I really wish they had... So let's talk about the spectacular failure that I had at this year's trip. Um, I had wanted to get Brett to have his picture with Baymax and Hero from Big Hero 6. Mm-hmm. And I had been reading about it. And I knew that they didn't advertise it. And that you kind of just had to go find it in the Art of Animation building. Yeah. So I was ready... Went to the building, like, I sped walk there, yeah, yeah. And, you know, we were, while y'all were at we were Toy Story, at Toy whatever. Um, and I was ready to do it, and I walked into the cast member, and she said, Oh, that closed yesterday. Ugh. So that's pretty much my major fail yeah, this year. At the
0: same time... I mean,
2: Brett didn't know I was trying no, to do it, so he, no he, loss on his part, but know. I was pretty,
0: pretty upset. And... You know, we had seen Mike and Sully last year and we just had this really good time because we had, we had a fast pass for toy to, for the, um, the midway mania. Yes. Right before we had just gotten off the yes. ride. And while you were got, while you were out, yeah, Buzz, we, and Woody, okay, Buzz and Woody opened okay. up, up and we, I think we were in line for Buzz and Woody all of five, five minutes. minutes. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, we got some, and, and the beer, I guess, thing was really cool. And, and, uh, I, I I talk about this in the later um, in the voter segment, but we had that. We also had the the luck of just randomly coming upon
2: Maleficent. Maleficent. Yes. Which, and I felt really stupid because I didn't have my ears. <laughs> Which I had specially bought in Hollywood yeah. Studios, my Maleficent ears, and that day I was just, I don't know, I forgot or whatever. It
0: was one of those days where we had gone back to the hotel and we were coming out to, it might have been the day we were going to, I think we were going to lunch in China or something. We. Oh, God. We were, yeah,
2: that was like the last day, and I was trip done. Where we were I was mentally yeah. done
0: at that point. Well, I mean, granted, like, like you said, we had
2: we'd done everything. We'd done everything, and I mean, we'd done everything like twice. Yeah,
0: and we and we'd been at the pool quite a bit, and and that's when like that was the, that's that last day of the vacation where the sunburn socket set in, and just the that's exhaustion, true. and you're just kind of like, you know, you love. I love being there. But th- that sort of I'm ready to go home feeling yeah. sets in, and and you know like. You, you, you kind of miss your bed. And I think that's kind of what was, what well, was going and on there. We were
2: there for eight days. Yeah. You hit day seven and you're like, okay, I'm yeah, ready to yeah. wrap this
0: up. So.
2: But one of my other um, goals was to ride all of our favorite rides again. And then I had a, a, when I was planning, there were only certain rides that I would only ride if I could get a fast pass. Yeah, And so, um, seven dwarves, mine train was one. of those rides.
0: Oh yeah. And, and,
2: and Peter Pan's Flight, I yep. managed to get... Because when you... The best part about the the My Disney Experience app is the wait times for the rides. Mm-hmm. And so, just randomly leading up to the trip, I would check what how much time was left on the ride yeah. uh, in line. You could see what the wait time was. And so, I kept seeing like 80 minutes, 95 minutes for Peter Pan's Flight. And I'm like, what is this? And so... It was my goal to get a fast pass for that, and then I was only going to ride Seven Doors Mine Train if we could get a fast pass. Which
0: is a fun ride, but it's not worth a 120-minute wait yeah, in yeah, the no. hot sun. You know, With everybody mountain down. With everybody
2: And I refused right, to yeah. ride Splash Mountain this
0: year. Well, you know, we did Splash <laughs> Mountain last year. You got soaked, and, and it's not... <laughs> did not like it. Well, it's not fun to... If you're not at a water park, you're not, you're not expecting to get wet. It's not fun to ride, like, water... Rides so because you get a little wet on like parts of her Caribbean sometimes, which was closed because they were yes, renovating it, but that you dry off quickly. But you got like drenched, I did. In Splash Mountain, Splash Mountain can,
2: can well, take we a were flying
0: leap. We were a big thunder twice, we, I we think. We
2: did ride big thunder, well, we, I, we always managed to ride big thunder twice because that's my favorite. That and Space yeah. Mountain, but we only guess, got Space Mountain once.
0: Yeah, because we were we were trying to move move fast past Oh, fast and fast
2: I never fast fast. have to go on that Lilo that Stitch's Great Escape again either. That yeah, was and there
0: were there were a couple other things, and and
2: but I do like the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor.
0: That was fun, and uh, I enjoyed the Astro Orbiter.
2: Yeah, that was like, fun. That, was, really that fun. was open. I know this it's just year. I
0: know there's like three of the same ride in the Magic. But Kingdom.
2: we didn't ride Dumbo, and we didn't do Aladdin, so no, we just no, rode yeah. the
0: Astro so, Orbiter, and, which I.
2: Thought was the superior of the
0: up yeah. down. And I think it's because you're up so ride. high and you can see the whole Yeah, you get a good That's view. Really cool. And I never, even in 30 years, I'd never been on that.
2: Me neither. Yeah. So well, you know, in the one time I went,
0: yeah, but you know, we avoid. We don't, you know, we don't feel the need to go on. I mean, we have a little kid, but he is not as attached to say Fantasyland as other little kids are. Yeah. So we didn't do it's a small world. Well, we didn't and he's
2: not cool a thing. princess. We, yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs>
0: So you know, I mean, he's a little man. bit
2: of a drama queen, but he's not a princess. So we didn't have to do yeah. bibbity bobbity all that
0: yeah. stuff. But he liked the Adventureland stuff.
2: Adventureland, I like a lot too. Yeah. Adventureland and Frontierland, I like both.
0: Yeah,
2: actually, Hollywood Studios is my favorite park.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm. I was really warmed up to that. And I liked the the idea that you're just there's such an there's there's parts of that park where you can it can be empty for a little bit mm-hmm. here and there too. That was kind of. It really spreads itself out. Yeah. Um, well, and um, I mean, I'm still, I'm still happy that we really did the animal kingdom very well this mm-hmm. year. It was one of our first days there, and we um, that
2: was so good.
0: Yeah, and we had. Um, did we go and come back?
2: We did. So we went and yeah. um, we went in the morning. Well, so that's the other thing we we were able to do this year that we didn't really get the hang of until later in the week last year, which was go to the park in the morning, go get your... Stack your Fast Passes in the morning, get your rides done, like your marquee rides, come back, relax, eat lunch, have some pool time. Yeah. And then when you go back to the park for you know dinner or whatever you can use the concierge to get like an extra fast pass or sometimes even two depending and Mm -hmm. so but yes we went back um and what was interesting is we didn't realize we went on a sunday and we didn't realize that they closed early on sundays yeah for some random reason. And so what was nice is as we were heading into the park, everyone was heading out. Yeah. So even though you weren't really going to... Like, it's not like we could go on Everest or something because everything was closing up. Yeah. But we were going to dinner at the Yak and Yeti and it was just nice to come out after dinner and the park is completely empty. Yeah. And you can just kind of wander around and really look at, like, how much care they put into the details and, like, the cool setups they have for all the different lands and... So that was really cool because yeah. the, when we went to Animal Kingdom last year, it was so crowded. Yeah, it was it was, cool. it it was, was so crowded. I actually started to have like really bad anxiety yeah. about
0: it. The um, the cool thing was that we finally got to go on the dinosaur ride. Cause yeah. Because that had broken down last
2: yes, year. Yes, that was fun.
0: Yeah. One of the coolest things was um, because we had time between dinosaur and Everest and in the Dinosaur Land that there's that... Um, like that carnival. That carnival thing. And I don't yeah. remember the name of it, but there's that... It's like d-
2: Dino Land yeah, USA. Yeah, yeah.
0: And there, yes. And there's that... It's a roller coaster, essentially, but it's almost like a carnival roller coaster. Yeah. And we went on that thing... I think we went on that thing twice. It's like the
2: prehistoric time warp, yeah, yeah, something, yeah. something we, about
0: time. There was like travel. no line, and we got on it.
2: We went on it like three times. We went on it like three
0: times because it was there was just no line at that point. There was nobody in the park because it's Sunday morning,
3: mm-hmm.
0: so you know it's 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 light. And we went on and got on, got back, got off, got back on, got and then finally we we're like etc. But that was a fun little. You know, it's just it, I think that's what started it made me like really like that part of the park. And then, yeah.
2: then we get to walk around and see like the tigers and the, yeah. I don't know if we caught any hippos. I can't remember. But no,
0: no, but the tigers and, and some of the other things. And it was just kind of, that was kind of a nice, it was, it was as laid back as that trip, the trip to Disney world was going to get. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I hate to say it, but I wasn't that with downtown Disney. Um,
2: well, I mean, it's really oh, to it's, be like a commercial district. Oh,
0: I know it is, but even so, I wanted I the shopping gonna, to be better. Well, yeah, well you that's know, what it it's was. like
2: I said, you know, like th- when you're when you're reading an article that like Marvel HQ yeah. store is going to be there, and then you go and it's it not wasn't really very HQ. Big. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it wasn't was, very big. It, it was a lot of merchandise I had already seen, or like when you go to like the big Disney Christmas store, yeah. and you expect it to be like full of cool stuff and it really wasn't and yeah it was it was a little disappointing although i did score my really great flip-flops there
0: yes yes the (laughs) um the um those are of comments i've made about the shops and, and i've heard other people say that the shops have gotten very very homogenized um where it's like you can't swing a dead cat in Disney World without hitting something from Star Wars or Frozen at this point. And it it started to wear, I mean, when I, we'd go in somewhere where you were kind of hoping for something specialty wise. Yeah. And, you know, and I realized they have, they have to move merchandise.
2: Well, they don't have to move it (laughs) at that Volume everywhere. Like, last year, my favorite store was in Hollywood Studios. It was the Villains in Vogue. Yeah. And it was the store that was completely dedicated to villains. Yeah. Like, that was my jam because I, those are the characters I tend to like the best. And so, that was great. And that was where I saw the Ursula ears and said they should have Maleficent ears. And then this year they made them. And I found them. And you can find them in a couple different places. But it was just a bummer to go back to Hollywood Studios and they had turned it into, like, Star Wars. Yeah. Frozen, yeah. whatever kind of stuff. And I mean, I still still got the ears at that store, but mm-hmm. it was like, I wanted it... I liked that it was like villains. Yeah. And I liked that... And that's what I liked about Hollywood Studios is that there were a couple of stores that were... like, One was like old Hollywood, mm-hmm. and one was this other thing, and now it's like... It's kind of, yeah, it's it's getting a little homogenous. Like, I kind of like the thought of, like, if you want to go to this one place to find this one thing, you kind of have to go to that one park. So, yeah, I, I agree, I think. And now, us complaining about Disney being homogenized is a little...
0: Ironic? No, disingenuous, <laughs> because disingenuous.
2: to be upset about that... Yeah, no, it's true. ...is, is kind of dumb. It's, it's Well, it's a nitpick. I'm, I'm, own, I'm owning it, yeah, that it's, it's, it's a, dumb
0: it's, for it's me to nit-nick. complain about it. And And... and there are a couple of stores that you go into that are, you know, is going are gonna have everything. It's actually kind of fun to go into, the Emporium or that line of stores. It's yes. essentially that huge, it's just giant one giant store that makes up that one side of Main Street USA. When you're not rushing through it to get out of the park, because it's it's a great way to cut around the crowd or get out of the rain. It's a kind of a fun store to spend a lot of time in if you can avoid, you know, if you're not dragging kids with you and stuff, um, mouse gear and Epcot is That's one of the other one, ones yeah. because it's just so big and there's so much in there. But yeah, the little shops and stuff. But then we, we went up the other way and through the shops and we saw like the, yes, guy the glass making. Yes. The
2: glass blower thing, and,
0: and the jewelry and stuff, which yes. we hadn't seen last year. Um, okay. So <laughs>
2: this is going to bore everybody. Who no, 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 no. Trust me. Listens to my um, <laughs>
0: So uh, you, you were talking about how Big Thunder Mountain was your favorite. Level. I guess so let's go park to park. We'll go rides and restaurants. Okay. And favorites.
2: Sure. Because
0: we won't. We you know we don't really need to talk about like what's what's You know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, we'll start with the Animal Kingdom. My, my favorite. My favorite ride in there was um, was Everest. Yes. Which is the big roller coaster. I
2: yes, but it, I mean yeah, Everest is my favorite ride at um, Animal Kingdom. But I'll make the complaint I make about all the Disney roller coasters is that they are not scary enough. Mm -hmm. Like I need more of a drop. I need to feel like my stomach is flipping inside (laughs) out. Like I I need that. And Mm -hmm. so it's enjoyable. And I do like like it when it stops and you go backwards. I think that's fun. Um, So yes, it's my favorite ride. But I wish it were scary.
0: Favorite restaurant? Well, I, I you know, liked. I mean,
2: well, we actually had two good experiences. We yeah. went to Flame Tree Barbecue for lunch. That was good. And you actually got ribs. I got like chicken something. I don't remember. Yeah. Um,
0: the ribs are very very good too. <laughs> yeah,
2: you uh, you got the thing that you're supposed to get at Flame Tree, and I didn't. <laughs> um, and I uh, and Yak and Yeti, I really liked a lot. Yeah. I thought it was I thought it was good.
0: Yeah, we um.
2: The mango pie is great. I mean, yeah. I know we were just saying you don't want a piece of cake after dinner in Florida, but I totally yeah. enjoyed that mango pie.
0: My thing with the dessert, like I didn't mind having the desserts after, say, dinner, but for the most part, it was like when it was lunch. After
2: every meal, yeah, it every like, meal, come on. Yeah, after every meal, it
0: crazy. And um, we, we did, the, the cool thing about the and Yeti was that we, uh, and we didn't do this to be cheap people, but we found stuff that was the, we all had appetizers for dinner.
2: No, I had an entree.
0: Oh, you had an entree. I think I had an entree. You had I an had the dim sum,
2: but we shared. Body,
0: but we shared, yeah. yeah. And that was that was what was kind of fun. We we shared the stuff.
2: Yeah, you had the dim sum, and I had the chicken tikka. Yeah, was which good. was delicious.
0: Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Hollywood Studios.
2: Um. Well, I,
0: I, we didn't get to ride the Rock and Roll. No, and we, I, we I we failed
2: were, because yeah. uh, because of the way the fast passes work, where they have certain like tier one rides yeah. you can only book a certain amount of rides and yeah there was something weird that happened with tower of terror because it was broken that day or whatever um so i would say out of the ones i've i've actually been on tower of terror is my favorite
0: yeah i the the tier one tier two whatever fast pass thing can really be a pain when it comes to epcot yes because there's not a ton of stuff at epcot that yeah you really want yeah you know um, so you end up with fast passes for things that yeah. you don't necessarily... For, like, Turtle, for like, talk, turtle, turtle talk or Crush. or, um, The Seas and that sort of stuff. When you're really, at that point, if you've been on it once... Yes. You just want to go and see the manatees.
2: Yes. Which and, is, what is what we did. the stuff in the
0: tanks? what we did, because we're yes. waiting for our dinner reservation. Um, I, I like the Tower of Terror and I like, I still love Star Tours.
2: Star Tours is fun. fun. I always yeah. appreciate Star Tours because the line is never long.
0: Ever. So much of that ride's going at once because there's like three or four different theaters. Yeah, you
2: never wait in line for Star Tours. Yeah.
0: And, um,
2: we we could do a podcast alone on the stress that's involved with Jedi Academy. Oh my God. (laughs) That's the one thing I knew I was not doing again.
0: But we did that and, um, he had a blast. I mean, for the stress that was involved and the, Running in the web. But this
2: is when, when we look back, I can say it to my son, this is why you should be glad to have a mother who's a competitive a-hole. Because <laughs> we were on point for that Jedi Academy. I was at Rope Drop. I out walked everyone. Yeah. We got in the second show. Like, yeah. that, because, and we would have gotten in the first if that dude hadn't body checked me with his backpack. Yeah. But, like... We you got you to have this really cool experience. I great pictures. Of because show,
0: yeah. I <coughs> ran yeah. people
2: down to get you the ticket. And
0: he completely understood like why we didn't do it again this year. But he was like, "Can I make a lightsaber?" We're like, "Okay, you know, oh yeah, and that sort of stuff." And that was the other thing. He he had a lot of like, he has to make of some different things. Restaurant in in Hollywood Studios because we only ate at I mean we and you could go over both years of what your what your favorite was because we did, we only ate at like one place in Hollywood Studios this year I think we we went to um, the ABC Commissary for lunch and I think most of our other res- reservations were were not in that park but yeah. last year we had. We ate at the Brown Derby, and we ate at the Sci-Fi Drive-In, which was my favorite That was my favorite, too.
2: Well, and actually, Brett ate there again this year. He just went with my parents. Oh, okay. Um, So, uh, yeah. And we had had 50s Prime Time. That's right. We
0: changed the reservation. But we
2: changed the reservation to Captain's Grill, which I thought was a good call. Um, So, yeah. uh, Sci-Fi Drive-In was my favorite. I thought it was... Well, because that's... I mean, that is basically everything I love... it it, not even in secret like i love like kitschy 60s Mm -hmm. sci-fi domestic diva kind of like stuff and so the clips that they were showing during dinner. i mean the food was good too but just like the it it was so kitschy it was like right up my alley
0: it's a fun place to eat dinner and the the fact that you're sitting you can sit in the um in the the fake car and stuff it was just a lot of fun but the um, Brown Derby,
2: I would say, had better food. Oh, well, it the was good. The Brown different Derby was delicious. Yes. It was yes.
0: really, really good. No, it was really, really good.
2: And I actually liked when you came out. What was fun about eating there last year, and this is what I felt like I kind of missed out on a little bit this year, was when you would come out and, like, you know, People were getting ready to go to Fantasmic, but they had like the DJ dance party going, yeah. and like you could just dance with the characters, and like it was just like a fun kind of party atmosphere. Yeah, we didn't really get to do that this year yeah. at Hollywood Studios, but that's one of the reasons why it was one of my favorite parks last year. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Epcot, and we ate quite, quite a number of places. I mean, we well, there's a ton about of the places ones that to we really eat. eat. Well, and there were
2: even places we still haven't eaten at Epcot yeah, that I want to eat. We uh, we did Mexico. We mm-hmm. did the sauna on in yeah. restaurante?
0: yeah, which you were not as I did not no. You, you I thought you would be.
2: Yeah, I did not like that chili relleno was not a chili reno.
0: <laughs> no, no, no it's okay. I mean, I I enjoyed it for what it was. I you know, but I've had better. Yes, and and for what we were, I I will say I love the atmosphere.
2: Yeah, well, it's fun. That I mean, it's really perpetual really twilight. Oh, that's yeah. that's was, a good that time. Was really, really great. That's time. a good time.
0: Um, but we
2: ate at Spicer's table. I love that. And we had lunch in
0: China. Lunch in China was good too. It was
2: okay. It was very like typical. Like I, I mean that's when you're using like your last quick
4: service we credit. We were using <laughs> our last quick service
0: credit actually. That was, um, that was our, la- that was, I think that was our, la- with the exception of maybe a couple of snack credits that we used to get. Like, um, I
2: could know. have sworn we ate somewhere else in got. No, I'm blanking. Um,
0: we ate at Lael. Yes. For lunch.
2: We for ate lunch. at we a, that's we right. We ate at
0: La-Lay-All, Um Which was good. It was good. Um, and, uh, last year we did the beer garden.
2: That was a blast. I would go back and do the beer garden. The beer
0: garden was great. I, I, that was another buffet that was really, really worth it.
2: It was, it was good. Yeah. And they had delicious beer Yeah, at the beer garden.
0: Yes, they did. Um, yeah, we had, uh, I think, the, yeah, we, we hadn't We didn't eat. Uh, we had drinks in, in England. Yes. Uh, which and, and that was France. fun. That was fun finding that table at both places sitting in france and drinking our wine mm-hmm. and just people watching out, people watching and then finding that table like because i grabbed the you had the slushy yes and i grabbed the beer from just the outside beer stand instead of going into the pub
4: yes and
0: we found a table sitting outside the Rose and crown just sat down mm-hmm. and illuminations was going on behind us and it was just like Whatever we're going to sit here and enjoy our yeah, drinks. Well, so we saw was
2: illuminations really, later that. Oh week. yeah,
0: yeah, but I mean, it was just kind of nice to do that. It was, you know, and mm-hmm. so that made it really great. No, Spice to Our Table was a fabulous meal, and like I said, I liked um, the Garden Grill of the Land, and uh, we had eaten at. Um, oh, that's
2: right. The Garden Grill was the other place.
0: We'd eaten at the um, the restaurant. I don't remember the name, the Coral Reef. Coral Reef. Yeah. Last year.
2: Yes. Now that was me pulling Adana pulling Donna is my mom's name, so when my mom really wants something, she will not let it go until she gets it, and mm-hmm. so this was me doing that where I had wanted to eat the coral reef as a kid <laughs> and never got to and I was like bound determined we were gonna eat there, and the restaurant pretty much looks exactly like it did in the triple A brochure <laughs> when I was younger um so it was the
0: fulfillment of a dream uh
2: I know I need to dream bigger. It was it was but good want, food,
0: but but it, we did the breakfast at the Crystal Palace, and I wanted to eat there because I remember being yeah. there as a kid. That
2: was probably my favorite breakfast in two years of going yeah. to Disney. Was the Crystal Palace?
0: It was a really because really the cor- breakfast. the
2: uh, not Coral Reef, the Cape May one was okay, but I just thought the Crystal Palace had better yeah. atmosphere. And the, I thought, and, uh, and it, the buffet was better laid out.
0: When we were on, there, there were very there few times where we actually had to do a sit-down breakfast because we were at, we yes. were being on the concierge level of your hotel um, both years. Yes, is, you get free breakfast. You get free breakfast. And, and
2: free alcohol. Yes. Which was fantastic. <clears throat> that was the other thing I was, that was probably the other thing I was glad we added on this year was, we didn't add it on, but... Every afternoon, mm-hmm. after pool time or before pool time or while you were at the, the pool, pool with Brett, yeah, I would hang out in the lounge with my parents and just yeah. shoot the breeze and drink some beers.
0: Yeah, and it, Brett and I had a blast at the pool because the the pool at the beach club. I mean, it's an so amazing pool. That's why. So that's
2: the fun. only reason to go back yeah. is for the pool.
0: Um, we went on that water slide more times than I can count. Yes, um, but I went once. But the breakfast at the the <laughs> breakfast at the Wilderness Lodge, I enjoyed more. Um, maybe because the oatmeal was better, but um, <laughs> but but I enjoyed that was a lot quieter. And in the morning at yeah. seven o'clock in the morning, I'm just not I'm not a morning person to begin with, so it's just kind of nice to have a quieter atmosphere rather than where the beach club. It there is a quiet corner you can park yourself in, you do eventually find it, but it it, it did become very hard to escape noise. At that hotel, in a way that well, it's also a bigger hotel yeah. too. Yeah. Although it was funny is that before we get to the United Kingdom, we ate at last year we ate at one of the restaurants the Lord Lodge, which was the
2: Whistling, Whispering 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 Canyon, Canyon.
0: <laughs> and we had, we had drinks at the bar too. Yes, bar I really like that. Bar. I really like that bar.
2: We never got a chance to go to to the bar in the yacht. Club. We did
0: not. We did. Not, I think we were just too exhausted. Yeah, because my parents
2: offered yeah. to watch Brett, but I was too tired. And
0: um, But we ate this year at we Cape May, but we, we canceled the 50s reservation.
2: And went to the Captain's Grill.
0: And with Captain's Grill, was in the yacht club. Yes. And we went over there, and it was quieter.
2: <laughs> yes, it was much more chill. But
0: that meal was excellent. It was really good. It was really just good. your typical seafood place meal not like a Red Lobster but it was I don't you know, think like, it was
2: typical I mean it was just yeah it was a very classic American seafood yeah that's what, that's what was I meant prepared really well but
0: that's what I meant it was you know there wasn't a it was just like you know, crab legs and, yeah. and and that sort of stuff and it was it was I think it was one of the better meals that we had and it was one of those times where we felt that because we we didn't really deviate from plans a lot and well you know
2: what was great was I think the reason why it was one of my favorites is because you know we didn't have we got to walk there yeah and as you said, it was quieter. There weren't people like screaming, and yelling, because all we had heard about before we went to the beach club was beaches and cream. Oh my God, like you gotta go, you gotta, gotta go. It's go. so good. Well, what we didn't realize is that they had been turned into, um, uh, oh, what's the acronym my mom kept using? Something about it. it basically, you couldn't just drop in there anymore. You yeah. had to have a reservation. Yeah. It became part of the meal plan um and so or the part of, you had to have a a reservation yeah, yeah. um so not really realizing that they also had like a walk up counter yeah. where you could just get like you know classic stuff so we were just going to get like a milkshake or cone or whatever um and so you know you stand in line we stood in line for like what half an hour it was
0: a long wait because
2: nobody could figure out what they wanted until they got right up to the Yeah and stuff. And just... So you know it was it was good, it was fine, but it was um it was not quite it, it was very noisy and crazy. So I think by the time we got to the Captain's Grill and it was like quiet and pleasant and yeah. you could just eat and drink to your heart's content and you didn't have to get on a bus. Yeah.
0: It was it was nice. Well, and even the even the quick service place in the beach club which was in the gift shop, yeah, which I did which not just, like. It, it didn't work very well. I mean, with Wilderness, you had the gift shop and the other place. The, the other place, granted, we was right next to the pool, but there was a separate little eating room, yeah. and stuff. And it was, you know, we ate there like three or four times over the course of that vacation. And this one was like we ate there once the first day we got there. And finding a place to sit was kind of a little bit crazy. Yeah. So it was, it was not. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was maybe it's just the layout or or just the number of people that are at that hotel, but it was just it was. I think that's what made the yacht club extra nice too, because
2: I also like the wilderness uh, wilderness lodge's gift shop better. Yeah, like I felt like it had cooler stuff in it.
0: Yeah, yeah, it did. It
2: did. Now there's me being like nitpicky trip advisor yeah, reviewer, <laughs> but I mean, like if, you know, if anyone's listening to this and figures whether yeah. they should go to beach club or wilderness, I actually prefer wilderness.
0: Yeah. But I did like to walk around the boardwalk. We didn't eat anywhere. We we ate at Catcor's Casino, which is now closed. Yes, last Yes, but was, that was delicious. That was delicious. It was
2: heavy as crap. It though. was.
0: It was a lot of cheese. Um, and but you know we we kind of poked around in the candy shop and the bakery and stuff just to see what was there and you know lines being what they were and it, the boardwalk looked like a pretty interesting place. And it was kind of fun. Well, you know, we've been in the candy out.
2: shop, like the Boardwalk yep. Bakery and candy shop that's right um, near where Cuisina was now. It's like some Italian trattoria. Yeah. But, um, well, and, you know, part of me was like, that was another thing where I think we were like, oh, one night we'll just walk over and go to the ESPN bar. And it yeah. just never do because you're so exhausted. Yeah, you know? yeah,
0: that's the thing. And and then, um, well, then the Magic Kingdom. So we ate at... Because we ate a lot at Epcot, and I think the two... Countries that we really haven't touched up because there's an American restaurant, but it's basically I think they're all like fish and chips places, they're really just kind of like stands. I don't think there's an actual sit down dining room. I honestly, I this sounds horrible. I have no desire to eat in Italy because
2: well, how's it going to be any different than yeah, yeah.
0: Um, Canada has a steakhouse which,
2: well, we actually had reservations there and we ended up canceling them because. We decided to go to Spice Table instead. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, which was which was a good choice. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, some of the restaurants in France I like to go to and we 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 uh, we poked around the Japan has one of the coolest gift shops in all they of the They do. Time.
2: That's actually so the the grievance we were having about the homogenized gift shops everywhere else i think epcot's the last place where like you go to the countries and you get the country specific gift shops and japan's is definitely japan and
0: germany have two of the uh two of the best because germany's got that great christmas ornament gift shop
2: yes where i spent ninety dollars on christmas ornaments (laughs) and toys and stuff and there's toys and stuff but
0: japan's got other japan has this sort of like almost, and like, sections of where you're going to the various aspects of, of what's available, everything from... They've know,
2: got an entire display of ramen. Yeah,
0: I know, ramen and...
2: And, like, all the um, video game characters, yeah, and, like, all the anime. And all the
0: Gundam stuff and all yes. the mech stuff. and, and Hello just, Kitty. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's it was a really, it's a really fun... Big department store type of, of atmosphere, and you know, I know they have a couple of restaurants there too, which we
2: well, we almost we almost um, reserved a mm-hmm. um as well, but you know, we we ran out of dinner. Oh yeah, we ran out to, to yeah. book. <laughs> so.
0: yeah. yeah, but uh, but again, it, it's so go to Magic Kingdom. We we we've eaten at a few places, both quick service and um, Cosmic Grey's was was very good. Um, and we've eaten at uh, some of the table service, but rides. Now, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad is your yes. favorite ride. Space well, Mountain. I would say aside B- from those, Big but,
2: Thunder and Space Mountain are definitely my two favorites.
0: Yeah. What else did you enjoy in the Magic King- Kingdom as far as rides are concerned?
2: Well, I do like the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, which mm-hmm. is not really a ride; it's like a show. But if you have to cool off, and it's very cute and it's interactive, so that's fun. Um, I, you know, I, um, Peter Pan's flight was okay. I liked it with a fast pass, but there's no way in hell I would wait 75 minutes to ride that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel the same way about Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. I, 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 like it. It's cute. I just don't want to wait in line yeah. for it. So with fast passes, I like those two. Yeah. Um, I like
0: pirates. So, you know, we well, I like out. Jungle Cruise and we didn't yeah, get yeah, to didn't ride
2: that, that yeah. either. Cause it's just, again, kitschy and cheesy and that's yeah. my thing.
0: I like the Haunted Mansion. Oh yeah, the haunted mansion
2: fun. I like a lot too, yeah. and their gift shop is good.
0: That yeah. I mean, the bro, haunted that mansion gift shop. gift shop.
2: I got. I came very close to buying haunted mansion dishes for the house.
0: <laughs> 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 there, that, that uh, see, that's the type of merchandise I love because it's near the old Christmas shop, and the old Christmas shop was not as. Cool I do as love it was the ye old Christmas, Christmas shop. shop. Yes, I do. Like, I like that. And Liberty Square is one of my favorite parts of Disney World, and then into land like that whole. You're right. That whole, that whole end of the park, it just fun. really, the atmosphere is really, really cool. Um, you know, I liked I liked taking Brett on Tom Sawyer's Island last year because he was that running around so hot the It was so hot. It was the hottest day we had out of that whole vacation. But he had a blast doing that. And then I don't know some of the some like I said I like the Astro Orbiter a lot. I like that too. I, liked, um, I like Space Mountain. But
2: we didn't even talk about Test Track when we were talking about Epcot. Oh yeah, that's my favorite favorite ride in all of Disney World. Is Test Track? Really? I really
0: like that ride too. It's so. And what's funny is I really
2: only like it just for like the last thirty seconds when you go outside. it's (laughs) It's really really cool. So maybe not my favorite yeah. ride in all of Disney World. Maybe that's a little bit of hyperbole. And, and but and Epcot, I really, probably. I really do love. Yeah, yeah, and all of Epcot. I, yeah. I, I love for, Test Track.
0: For me, it was a toss-up between Test Track and Soren because I oh, really enjoyed was Yeah, enjoyed we, we finally got to do Soarin' the show, so yeah. that was also good. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Brett loves Spaceship Earth, I think, because of the way that you can make yeah, your, your head own on land. The thing and your own land in the trip and stuff.
2: Well, and, and again, the the film at the end is very Jetsons- that's yes. what I like about Spaceship Earth. It's so much fun, yeah. yeah.
0: And and um, I like the interactive aspects of Epcot. I wish they would add a little bit more to that to that whole Inventions area. That was, you know, that yeah. you know, that they would do some more with it. I feel that it's, you know, it's got some stuff, but it's kind of lacking.
4: Well,
2: and you know, as a marketer which I know it's irritating when people say stuff like that is a fill-in-the-blank. But, you know, when you come out of, not Test Track, you come out of something, and maybe it is Spaceship Earth, and they're Mm -hmm. like, the future brought to you by Siemens. You're just like, oh, wow. Well, it used to be
0: sponsored by AT&T years ago. (laughs) I
2: mean, they both still exist, but it's just kind of like, oh, God, like corporate synergy, I can't right now. Well,
0: it was the, um, from I looked this up because I was like, why is this so, because Epcot is the most like that and the reason is is that it's how disney got some of the funding oh well yeah Yeah. i mean back in the day yeah but it's just interesting how they're still very much with their corporate like test track was test track is if you look close enough at the test track building you can see the old world of motion building because that's what we used to be the world of motion which gm sponsored now it's the chevy test track um we didn't. We have the two years we got, we have not done the universe of energy or Ellen's energy adventure, as it's now called, which really is like a 45 minute ride.
2: Yeah, no, thank you, please. And
0: um, even though you're sitting down, um, and then uh, we did Journey to Imagination, that's another one that could really use a
2: yeah that figment thing is not yeah like th-
0: that could use an up yeah, even if the character stays the same like the, the thing you come out of where you can do all the interactive stuff that's something that could use a serious update the entire thing needs yeah. an, up- an update yeah. so i'm sorry
2: i got a soft track on yeah. oh, it's our okay. magic kingdom it's but, okay
0: but yeah, yeah so back into the magic kingdom yeah there, there's there's so much that's so established about the magic kingdom yes that like you know that you have like they'll never get rid of Dumbo, or the teacups, or Space Mountain, or, or some of the other. Now they, there are things they've gotten rid of over the history. That uh, Captain Nemo thing, which they, which <laughs> I think it's Captain was, Nemo. It was the Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea <gasps> yes. submarine, Captain Nemo sub, and
2: yeah. When I and when I
0: think it's know, now like Ariel's Grotto or something. It's it's not even exists. Yeah. It doesn't even exist. Well, anymore.
2: and um, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride right?
0: it is now. The Pooh Adventure. Yeah, maybe. I, it's the, I think it's the Winnie the, the Pooh ride. I haven't been on the
2: Winnie the
0: Pooh ride. Brett has, but I haven't. Winnie the Pooh ride. Well, they added, they, had, they expanded that whole Fantasyland area to have be our guest and have the Beast Castle back there and stuff. Yeah. So um, we ate at, we ate at a number of places, at, and there were plenty of places we didn't eat at the Magic Kingdom. Um,
2: but you know, when you're trying to make those reservations you know, when I was looking at where we could, cause I tried to have a meal and at least one meal in every park.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, so when we were trying to think of where we were going to eat in the magic kingdom, I had a really hard time because other than be our guest. And at the time when I thought it was open Liberty tree, there's really nowhere that's like worth spending your yeah. table credit. I mean, I know people talk about Tony's New York, chef Tony's or chef whatever, Tony it is, or whatever yeah. but again, I know we didn't really want to eat Italian food. Well,
0: yeah, because we eat it, not all the time, but it's. Yeah. You know. You're, you're trying to go out of your There's comfort zone so a little bit when you're on know, you vacation. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Or
2: spaghetti or whatever. So. Well, that was
0: one of the cool things about the app too. I will say, aside from fast time, fast fast time, when you were planning, you could look at the menus. You can look at the menus of all the restaurants, yeah. and that's that's really really helpful.
2: Yes. So I mean, be yeah, our guest. Falling into our app was like, oh, okay, cool. That's fine.
0: It's worth the mm-hmm. the money. The food was really good, and it's not over. It's not that sort of overabundance of food, like how am I going to eat all this type of dinner? But it's it was, all
2: really well prepared. It is. It's really
0: good. And the the dessert was actually very good. The only other the only other restaurant that I know of that a lot of people try to get reservations for is the one that's within Cinderella's Castle.
2: Oh yeah, Cinderella's Royal Table. Yeah, which. Which, I don't think you ever had any no. desire to,
0: to do that. So I,
2: you know, when you walked into BR Guest and you're in that main ballroom,
0: mm-hmm.
2: it was so loud that like your your brain starts to kind of rattle around in your skull. So when they, so the way BR Guest is, there's the big grand ballroom, which is usually what you see pictures of, mm-hmm. um, and then they've got the sort of attic room, which is the one that has like the dime rows and like yeah. the ripped up portrait of what's his name, and then they had the like the music box room, which is what we were in, yeah, which was so chill. It was great. We were was kind of quiet. back in the it was Yeah, quiet. It was quiet. It, there wasn't this like loud, crazy cacophony yeah. of like. So I can only imagine that Cinderella's royal whatever it is, it just like the um, the princess thing that you can do it like Pinocchio. Like I, I can't. I'm gonna murder it if I try to pronounce it. Um, there's another princess meal. I can only imagine the ear-splitting, <laughs> high-pitched shrieks that are at both of those princess lady yeah, things. Yeah, that's true. So, that's I have true. no desire to ever go to that, ever.
0: Yeah. So, um...
2: But we ate at a couple of places. We had a oh. oh, um, we had lunch at Columbia Harbor House, which was good. Yeah, it was it good. Was good. Um, although I was trying to be healthy for some reason, mm-hmm. and I should have just not been healthy and gotten yeah. the the freaking lobster roll like I wanted. Yeah. Um And Cosmic Rays.
0: Cosmic Rays was very <laughs> good. It's kind of a, that's a fun restaurant where you just got that alien <laughs> it was also, singing yes, lounge music. It was and, it was very loud and um, it was and. Uh, you Know then you have like the ice cream place that's in Main Street USA that we had it last year.
2: That was okay, which
0: was you know, well, was I there was it was raining, so I remember I don't know when we'll go back again. I, I can don't imagine know. at some point we will probably make another trip. Um,
2: that's the thing I really like kind of felt coming out of this trip. Like last year, I was surprised that on the bus back to the airport, I was like, man, I've I'd like to go back next year because yeah. I feel like there's a lot that I missed or a lot that I'd like to do again. Yeah. And then coming back this year, I kind of felt like, you know, I'd be okay with skipping a year or I'd go for like a special event. So I know we're thinking about Star Wars yeah. weekends or I'd, I'd love to go back for like the food and wine festival. Yeah, yeah. Um, so actually that's, so my mom has been texting me. With the dates for the Star Wars weekends mm-hmm. and what have you, but to be honest, I, I I've been kind of holding her at arm's length because I'm just not sure if I want to do it three years in a row. Yeah. So.
0: Well, when we were, I mean, th- this trip we had a lot of fun, but it capped off a about a month and a half where we had. I mean, the following week was Brett's birthday, Yeah. but between the time that Brett got out of school and I got out of work and that it was closing on the house, moving in, um, birthday, 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 Disney World birthday. It was just... Plus
2: I flew to Dallas for work. Yeah, you
0: were in Dallas. So it was just, it was from about June, the beginning of June to the end of July was just incredibly hectic and it was so we were coming into a vacation having done a lot for the summer and you and when you yeah. look back you realize like how wow how much did we get done this summer when we go back um let's see we're going back in a few years just hypothetically sure. um I don't know where I would love to stay something at something like the grand floridian or another or go back to the water slide or something like that um And and what 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 are you? What would you want to do that we didn't do aside from ride the rock and roller coaster, which we swear we are going to do at some point. (laughs) Yeah, we'll we'll get it done eventually.
2: Um, Well, it's funny you mentioned the Grand Floridian because my parents are staying there for Christmas, Mm -hmm. so they're going down not for like Christmas proper; like they're going down like in early December to go check out the Christmas decorations. And they're going to stay at the Grand Floridian because my mom's going to give me the lowdown on whether yeah. it was nice or not.
0: And well, Jen and Liz and Lou and Jerry stayed there, too. Yeah, sure.
2: but DVC is different than mm-hmm. you know, regular that's stuff. That's true, that's true. Like, the way they've got the concierge thing, anyway, I'm not going to mm-hmm. bore people with details, but it, it will be different. Okay. Um. And so I would like to stay at a monorail resort. Yeah. I think that would be nice. I have always <clears throat> wanted to stay at the Polynesian because, again, I'm a sucker for 60s kitsch. <laughs> Um, and
0: they just did they just reopen that.
2: Yes, they're finally done With the like renovation. renovating everything. Yep, and mm-hmm. so I I would I think it would be fun to stay at the Polynesian. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's see what else would, I would I'd probably like to eat at the Rosenkranz Pub. I would um, probably I would want Teppanito yeah, and, and
0: maybe the. It's almost like I want to finish out the restaurants I've, like, in Epcot, like in France the. Um, Either one Chefs of, de France yes, or, or
2: Monsieur Paul. Yeah, yeah. Like one of well, those. But maybe that could be our date night restaurant. And well, and actually Marrakesh, which is what Spice Road Table is a part of, is also supposedly really good.
0: Yeah, so, because, and, and you know, I would go back to the beer garden or something, but you know, Epcot has such a great array of, of yeah. restaurants and things. Um, I might check out the 50s Primetime Cafe. Mm-hmm. My mom
2: yeah. said it was good. The reason why we dropped it is my mom was like, the food is good, but it's food, like, that I already... And, and this is where I get weird. It, it, when it's food I, I already know how well, to make, I yeah. get kind of, like, it feels like, all right, well, what's the point?
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, unless you have you have a kid with you, and a lot of times you, oh, yeah. you make certain concessions. But, like, I right? can make
2: fried chicken at home. I can yeah. make meatloaf at home.
0: Yeah. Well, and you had wanted like a nice, really wanted like a nice, I'm going to crack the crab legs open. <laughs> yes. Crab, c- seafood dinner. I mean, that was some, one of the things you it was your, one of the goals for vacation. Honestly, I still think it was one of the best meals we had. It was. The it entire was delicious. So.
2: Yeah. I was, it was probably my, one of my favorite meals. I'd go back to the Yak and Yeti for sure. Yeah, me too. me too. Um, what else would I want to do? Um, I don't know. At some point I would love to do the thing where you dive in the tank Mm-hmm. At the the seas, yeah. in Epcot, where you get to go and snorkel in the tank with all the mm-hmm. wildlife, I would love to do that.
0: And I want to do the behind the seeds tour at the land. Yes, that's I, something I've I've wanted to do since I found out about it.
2: I know I don't know what.
0: Oh. I think we just got hung up on our just, schedule, yeah. and it was just
2: think it just didn't work out this year. Yeah.
0: So and well, and you know what? Part of it was, um, again the. The Beach Club concierge not having enough people to accommodate. Yeah, you
2: can really book it. Because
0: because they were, I mean, all of the staff, we, cast members, everybody, we didn't have a bad experience with anyone. There was other guests.
2: Oh, yeah. There was was that handbag
0: from Jersey who was constantly talking that one concierge's ear off. And you're like, I don't even want to go down there. Am I going to get a word in, you know, and stuff. Well, that
2: was the thing. I mean, and when I I actually, you know, bothered to write a review for the hotel, um, which I usually don't bother with, but there was just something about the clientele of that hotel was just like tacky and loud, (laughs) and trashy.
0: (laughs) So, but I think that we can both say that we were, I mean, at first, pleasantly surprised. I don't know. I think we both have really enjoyed the two trips. You know, we, we went back Yeah. because we really wanted mm-hmm. to go back and do it again and do it a different, slightly different way. we didn't. I, I feel that we both, you know, we were very exhausted by the end of the second trip, but yeah. I don't know. I feel that like, you know, for someone who hadn't been to, I hadn't been to a Disney park since freshman year of high school when I was in Disneyland, mm-hmm. uh, but I hadn't been to Disney world since 1990. Yeah. And you went, I
2: went in like 91.
0: And we're, you know, we're not, mm-hmm. it's not a, not your favorite trip, favorite family vacation. I don't know. I think we, and you know, Brett had a great time and I think we had a, you know, we really, really enjoyed ourselves. Mm-hmm.
2: So I felt like it was a nice experience. I mean, and there, you know, I, I still don't get why people would go there for their honeymoon. Like, that's just something I don't, I just, um, I mean, it takes all kinds, and you do you. But
0: I was kind to do Because we way. went to real Paris.
2: Well, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I. You know what? As long as you're having a good time, you're with the one you yeah, love. You that's what. That's what matters. You, right? But exactly, like everybody's got their thing. But um, but I can see. So anyway, I was I was trying to say something Sorry. positive. I can see how. You know, you could you could seriously go and not even really bother with the parks. Mm-hmm. You could just go and like eat great food and swim in a nice pool and go to the spa and yeah. maybe go ride a couple of rides that you like. But like my parents who were going down in December, my mom was saying she's like, we don't care about the rides. We're just going to go look at the Christmas decorations. Well,
0: it's nice, but it's nice to know that, and, and that was one of the things I, I kind of prefaced the segment with was how being a parent there's being a parent There's being an adult and <laughs> you found a way we both found a way to do adult you know yeah. just grown-up things because adult sounds yeah adult sounds, sounds a little yeah, like yeah weird but, but but like grown-up things where we we went to you and i wanted to do we went to the fancy restaurant we had a couple of drinks and and you know we went to but, you know, you go on the rides, you want to go on and everything, but you can really enjoy it, like, and not feel that, like, I'm doing stuff that kids should do. Whereas at other theme parks, yeah, if if there's, if if there's you're not just hitting all the roller coasters, mm-hmm. you know, at, like, a Six Flags or something, there's really no other reason to be there unless you have a little kid with you. So, mm-hmm. at least, and, and that's one of the things I really liked about being at Disney World. So, all right, well, thank you for being part of my Disney World episode.
2: You're welcome. I feel like I said way too much. Oh, don't
0: worry about You're it. You're
2: really going to have to edit this. It'll
0: be fine. And I'm, and I'm glad Amanda was actually willing to sit down with me for that. That was pretty cool. So number five, random merchandise. My favorite pieces of merchandise that I purchased for myself for the past few years have been two vintage Epcot Center t-shirts that I have which have the old school logo on them because there's something... That's unique to the park, and they also look really cool. Amanda's thing was a pair of Maleficent ears, which are really cool-looking as well. Again, something you just don't find everywhere when you think about it. Maybe that's just me. I mean, I suppose there are plenty of people who love the idea that they can buy anything Star Wars or Frozen anywhere. And I love the merchandise, but I do like the idea of collecting something that feels special. And I think that's why, while I don't do the pin collecting and stuff, I totally understand that idea because it's something that has unique flavor to it. Kind of like how my grandmother used to collect souvenir spoons. Do any people still do that? Do they even make those anymore? Yeah, I know. I, I Yes, in case you're wondering, I did just write that down. It's a possible blog topic. But really, I do recommend finding something that is uniquely you. And speaking of things that are random and possibly unique, number six is random character sightings. When I was a kid, I think it was all about seeing Mickey Mouse. Like I said, we met Mickey Mouse once, and it was in Epcot Center at Communicore back in the 80s. On these two trips, we saw Mickey a few times in various outfits. And I'm not saying that it makes it less special, but I will say that my favorite character sightings of our entire Disney experience were Alice in Wonderland and Maleficent. The Alice in one was not really random. It's actually more of a funny story. We're making our way from Tomorrowland to Fantasyland and stop for a restroom break at the bathroom right by the teacups. Alice had walked by with the White Rabbit and gone into the cast member area near the restroom. My in-laws, Brat, and I are just standing outside the restroom waiting for Amanda to come out, and Alice just snuck behind my mother-in-law and went, Boo! scared the crap out of her i mean i she jumped and alice started going like oh i got you and don't tell the queen she'll have my head and it was very very funny with maleficent it was really different um this is my wife's all-time favorite disney character and one i'm pretty sure that doesn't make any appearances in the park at least i didn't remember seeing her on any of the character schedule i saw so anyway we're heading to epcot for lunch one day and we're coming into the international gateway entrance which is the entrance that's between UK and France. Um, we were staying at the beach club, so we passed through the gate and there are people right there, and uh, three of them. And I think it was Peter Pan, maybe Alice and Maleficent. And I spotted her before Amanda did, and I kind of dragged her there because they didn't want us to miss a chance. And Amanda and Brett have a picture with Maleficent. And they talked to her for a little while. And what was great that was her, she was, was her character, she was this ice queen character. And I think it actually intimidated Brett for a little because he was just like, he's so used to hugging and being silly with all the characters. And she was just flat. And uh, it's one of my favorite moments because of that. And because it was so, so spontaneous and just pure luck that we happened upon them. Number seven the Main Street Electric Parade, and the Astro Orbiter. I include both of these things on the same item because they fall under the category of things I had never done when I was younger. When I was a kid, we always left too early to go to the Main Street Electric Parade, and for whatever reason, we never actually rode the Astro Orbiter. I got to do both on this trip, and both were pretty awesome. I really don't have much to say beyond that, honestly, because there isn't too much to say, aside from the fact that I love being able to check stuff off like that. But then there's the stuff that really isn't for me or about me, and that's that's the last item on this list, which is eight, doing stuff with Brett. Yeah, I'm just changing the phone.
4: I
1: know.
3: I know.
4: Yeah.
0: So yes i taped my ride on big thunder mountain railroad this year and it, last year it was the first roller coaster that brett ever went on i was actually pretty excited for him when he got right on with amanda last year and the two of them rode together not only that i'm actually glad he got on with her because she's a lot more fearless than, than i ever was when it came to roller coasters this goes back to when i was a kid I'm not exactly sure when or why I started becoming really afraid of them, but I do remember that there was a point in my youth where it took me a lot to get on a roller coaster. I was pretty scared of them, and I don't know why. Yet, when I would actually get on them and realize that they weren't so bad, it wasn't that big of a deal. I was a tool. (laughs) In fact, I wouldn't ride a looping roller coaster until I was 29. Yeah, I, I was 29 it was this trip to Busch Gardens in Williamsburg. We were, I was with a couple of my yearbook students and we basically got discounted tickets to the park, went there and wrote all the other roller coasters. And the first, and first one, um, we went on was this hanging looping roller coaster called Alpengeist. And I went on it mainly because I wasn't really given much of a choice. I'm there with like teenagers and you don't want to do some, you don't want, you want to, I wanted to be able to live this down, right? Like, like, I would have never heard the end of it from my yearbook editors if I chickened out. So I went. And I tell that story because my roller coaster fear manifested itself in hilarious ways when I was younger. I mean, I didn't find them hilarious at the time. But back in 1990, on that Disney trip, um, in the, when I was in the seventh grade, this is one of those. We went on Space Mountain. Now, that sounds like a fun ride, but back in 1990, I wanted to ride with my parents and my sister, and instead of having a fast pass like we did here, I had to wait in line, as you do. And I think therein lies the problem with me and roller coasters back in the day. If I didn't have time to think about it, I had absolutely no problem getting on a roller coaster. But if I had to wait, then I had time to think about it. And that's where my fight or flight response would kick in. And my body, especially my stomach, would inevitably choose flight over fight. My parents didn't help either, by the way. They'd always try to tell me that it would be a nice, easy ride or wouldn't be too bad. or Not realizing that if they just you know, shut up and let me work through my anxiety while I was standing in line, I'd probably be okay. But they were trying, they were making me think about it more and more and more. And the fear of everything would get so worse that I'd be looking for an exit. I don't think I, I didn't take the chicken out tri- exit on this trip, though. And I actually rode that roller coaster. And the entire time we rode, I was screaming bloody murder. Like, seriously, howling. Like, I thought I was going to die. In fact, I remember at one point I said, okay, it's over. It's over. Oh, no, it's not. Oh, no, it's not. Oh, God. Oh, God. And being in the dark just didn't help either because I had no idea what was coming next. I mean, at least Big Thunderman I could see like, you know, two turns ahead of me. But I lived to see the day. I'm alive. I rode it again. But in that 1990 trip, we get off the, the ride and uh, the guy in front of me just kind of turned to me and said, kid, you just gave me the ride of my life. So the fact that Brett loved the roller coasters at Disney World was just this Huge relief for me. In fact, I think the only ride he didn't like was the Tower of Terror, and I think that's because he was a little frightened of the special effects on part of the ride. But we got to do a lot of other things together, including exploring interventions at Epcot on days when we had some time to kill in the afternoon, and Agent P's World Showcase Adventure. If you're unfamiliar with this, it's an interactive game around the World Showcase where you are given a cell phone and have to head to different locations in the different countries in order to help Perry the Platypus from Phineas and Ferb spoil the plans of the mad scientist and villain Doofenshmirtz. And what's cool is that you run from place to place in the country pavilions, and there's all sorts of crazy things that happen, like making a volcano in Mexico erupt and opening a door in China, as well as some other cool stuff. Here's Brett and I defeating Dufenschmerz in Germany.
3: Hello, Agent B.
0: Dr. Dufenschmerz is in Germany, visiting
3: relatives and buying up a lot of adhesive. He's either planning some kind of evil scheme or a scrapbooking party. We need your help.
1: Another agent? Ah, for crying out loud. You know, I'm just here to visit my relatives and, and maybe check out the Cuckoo Clock Museum. It's not like everywhere I hey, go got or plot a to to I plot something evil I like relate a scheme to take over this town, for example I dreamed it up to show my family That just because my brother Roger Is mayor of Danville And wins lots of kickball tournaments uh, While all my schemes are constantly foiled Doesn't mean that he's any better than me And I'll prove it Once I become the evil mayor Of this quaint little German town Okay, okay, I, I know I'm not actually German, I, I'm Sostinian, plus I don't even live here, but I still think I have a pretty good shot at winning by a landslide, thanks to this, the landslide-inator! But uh, Well, that's just a picture. I don't actually have it here in the condo. But but see, it works by targeting all the voters of the German tri state area who support my opponent, Mayor Hansvers, sending a landslide down on top of them so they can't get to their polling place. Nice, right? I also find this to be a lot more effective than debating.
3: on the case but he's vacationing with his host family
1: why is he always vacationing
3: getting out of there soon come on kids we don't want to miss the cuckoo clock museum tour
4: (sighs) you know i bet i wouldn't have to go to the cuckoo clock museum if i were a princess at one of the storybook castles with or without a mode Candace.
3: Well, Agent, we're short-staffed, and I lost the coin toss, so it looks like I'll be joining you in the field to put a stop to Doofenshmirtz.
0: Good luck. Okay, let's we'll go move the away from your
1: location, okay. location. to avoid. Justice. Okay. Look, giant pretzels. Yeah.
3: We've got trouble at the campaign offices, and I'm not talking about that baby kissing incident. red. has been giving me flowers and awkward lingering glances. Carl, we may have to abort the mission. Okay, come on.
4: We can't extract the major yet, but if we get some help running interference, you can finish sabotaging Duvenchmer's plans. Maybe there's a way to free Agent P. Oh dear! It says this clock was specially commissioned for Her Royal Highness Princess Candace. That reminds me, Candace hasn't called all day about some imaginary thing the boys are doing. I wonder if she's okay. Now's your chance. Override the electronic lock to free
0: Agent P. Okay. Hey, hey.
4: Now rendezvous with Agent P at Doofenshmirtz's campaign office He'll need your help breaking in
0: Go near the wine cellar Alright, where's the wine cellar? Hold on, let me see what it looks like Okay, I'm looking for Here we go This way Oh
4: All
0: right. No, no. It says go near it. It's just go near it. Okay. Hit, hit okay. Okay. Stand next to this lamp post. Press okay. All right. Here. Look toward the. We're still okay. Here. Wait, wait, wait. What, we, what am I looking at? What am I looking at? All right. Uh, in the crystal shop. Do you see what's going on? Where's Right here, here. We gotta go over here. Is there a light in the window?
4: Yeah. Okay.
0: Hold on, hold on. All right, we got no. Wait. Is it this? Is it this one? Yeah. A knitted rope, a drain pipe, a string of Bavarian flags, strands of what? I can't see that. Ivy? It an ivy. All right. A drain pipe. It's a drain pipe.
4: phone with a laser. Point it at the window on the left, cut your way through, and Agent P will take it from there.
0: Look up at the, okay, look at the windows above the Oktoberfest sign, okay. And press C, right up there. Oh no, wait, over there, over here, over here. Okay, Oktoberfest sign, alright. Hit okay. Okay. Yeah, Look at
4: <laughs> <it>. <laughs> monogram
3: reporting in Doofensburg seems quite fond of our new campaign volunteer, Mary the Pl- <laughs> I mean just Mary, it'll take the heat off me for a while, but I'm not sure how long we can hold out
0: Nice work, Agent.
3: Press OK. Hello, Helga Sterbart calling from the Doofenschmerz campaign. Actually, it's me. Doofenschmerz is planning to win votes by appealing to the town's love of yodeling and large beverage steins with an Election Day musical extravaganza. I'm forwarding the details now. Okay.
0: Well,
4: that was disturbing. Although I suppose not as disturbing as *Dulcichwirts for Mayor* the musical. If you don't sabotage his show props at the Volkskunst.
0: Go inside Dust Kalf the OK. Where's Dust Kaufhaus? Oh, Vine Keller, Steinhouse, Volkskunst, Teddy Bear. I see it. Where? Where? Oh, Okay, okay. So we have to go inside there. See where the door is? Yeah. It's over there. Yeah. Okay.
4: Okay, so...
0: Look at the plaque on the Stein display. Here we go, it's right up here. It says... Stein is a shortened form of the German word steinkrug. Stein means stone or earthenware. Krug means mug. It says, traditional German steins. Find a spline and the press okay, okay, press okay. Same. okay
4: wow what a show stopper. then again sabotaging those singing steins will stop the show completely since they're pretty much the main attraction exit the shop then use your phone to short out the controls that is funny yeah Oh, look at all the
3: toys. Hey, like oh, look at the candies. Look at the big pretzel. Yep. Yeah. Alright, have with me.
4: Great! Uh, hang on. Scans also show some suspicious construction It might be Doom's again. Let's check. Musical election day rally rehearsals? So that's why all the performers I wanted for my royal love tribute to Jeremy weren't available. Someone build me a dungeon! When the polls today are closing, oh, I'm the one
1: you've chosen. Oh, I'm the current and leader. and there's no family. Oh, Becoming mayor is my dream. Not just some new evil oh. scheme. Oh. Get revenge upon my dirty teacher, sibling. Then oh, cue big finish, musical props,
4: applause, applause, and <inaudible> <inaudible> perfect. Meh. What it really needs is some singing signs. No, I. It's okay. <inaudible> quick, yeah. Hello, Agent. The major is risking life, limb, and dignity working undercover with the Doofenshmirtz campaign on a big store display that could turn the tide of the election. We need you to sabotage it. Hello, is this a toy shop? I hear you're unveiling a new display there today, and all I can say is that it better be those Princess Candace dolls I ordered. I mean, Oh, sorry about the wrong number. I thought this was a secure line. Anyway, go to the toy shop and look for the train tracks above the stage, just under the toy band.
0: Okay. Mm, toy shop. What's it called? It says there.
4: Go inside Dirt
3: Teddy Park. Okay,
0: follow me. Right here. And we're looking for a toy band. Here we're looking for, follow me, follow me, oh right there, right there, see, see it up there? Yeah. Up at the wheels on the plane, there's, alright, we're right under it, here, look up at the wheels of the plane. What decorates the hub? What's that? <laughs> It's a heart. Look up at the train. What train? That train. <laughs> what does it say?
1: Do- vote for Doofenshmirtz.
0: No, does it say Doofenshmirtz? It's a Doofenshmirtz. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, how
4: diabolically adorable! That display okay, so... is guaranteed to win the nostalgic old folks and model railroader vote hands down. Both over key here, the so we are not everybody's Okay, I've rigged your phone to deface the campaign sign, but you better move away from the train so no one catches Turn you. Down.
3: mean monogram here good work sabotaging that model whistle stop tour means doofenshmirtz can kiss the coveted toy vote goodbye great googly moogly can toys vote in this town well unfortunately i've got a bigger problem
4: unsightly facial hair (laughs) ma'am
3: No. There's a princess Candace recruiting me, which could blow my cover. Plus, I'm not sure being her handmaiden is a good career move. Uh Oh, gotta run.
0: Good, okay
3: agent carl doofenshmirtz just left for the glockenspiel tower to prep for his election day rally speech he'll follow that with a big yodeling number fire the landslideinator to guarantee his win and then finish with some light refreshments i'm kind of looking forward i mean we can't let that happen so while i change into my can-can outfit it's up to you to stop him good luck
1: oh thanks mary wait why aren't you dress for the show? Marry the platypus? <gasps> Perry the
0: platypus! <laughs> My dream. Go and better get to town and okay, so let's go go back into town.
3: Ooh. You with me? Yeah.
0: Alright, let's go over here. Uh-oh. Agent Pete
3: help. Ah, now, Mary
1: the... Uh, uh, Perry the Platinum is here. Finished! Oh, sorry. At that, full of sticker adhesive. It's your only chance. I know, okay, are you hearing that? Is it, that an echo? It, it, it's really irritating. It, it's, it's like... You're not hearing that. It's, it's like a voice saying something about a large phantom adhesive. Don't fret.
0: Wilkins crystal, okay? Well, where is that? Okay. Oh, right there, right there. Look at the stained glass window. What is the man holding in his right hand? Okay, there's a stained glass. What's he holding in his right hand? Is it a hammer? A hammer. Press okay to dump adhesive on. Okay, now that's not going to
1: be good. Maybe if I run to the sink, I can wash it off the...
0: Stand at this window, what am I looking at? In front of the wall.
3: Uh,
4: look. The stained glass window.
1: Okay.
0: Alright. Turn around and look above the stein house. Press okay, that's the stein house. Oh no, that's the stein house. See it over there? Look, look, look. Are you, you looking at it?
1: Yeah. Bury the and not bury the
3: platypus? Congratulations, Agent B. E. Thanks to you, the town is safe. Election results are in, and in a surprise upset, Doofenshmirtz wins. I won! I won! <laughs> Yes,
1: right in candidate Roger Doofenshmirtz has been elected mayor.
4: <laughs> Hi, kids. I hope you didn't get into any trouble while we were gone. Well, at least we had fun. Oh, there you are,
3: Perry.
0: And that's a great piece to take us home. I intend to go back at some point because there's quite a lot more that I'd like to do and explore and honestly learn about the place. Disney World just fascinates me in that regard and I'm glad I've been able to have such great experiences there. And I'm glad I got the opportunity to share it with you guys. I hope I did it justice, to be honest. I'll be back in a few weeks with Part 3 of my Summer 2015 recap, which will be my coverage of the 2015 Baltimore Comic Con. Until then, thanks for listening and take care. have reached the end of another episode of pop culture affidavit all music clips and other material used in this podcast are the property of their respective copyright holders and since this podcast is intended for entertainment purposes and i make no money off of it no infringement is intended images clips show notes and essays on other topics random in the world of popular culture can be found at pop culture affidavit which is located at popcultureaffidavit.com Feedback can be sent by email to popcultureaffidavit at gmail.com. Pop Culture Affidavit also has a Facebook page, and you can like the podcast at facebook.com slash affidavit. This podcast is a proud member of the Two True Freaks Network of Podcasts, which is a division of the De Corps of Milan, Italy. You can download this podcast and many other great podcasts at twotruefreaks.com. Want to support this and the other 2 True Freaks podcasts? Go to 2 com and click the Amazon.com link. It costs you no extra money, but really helps us all out. Thank you for listening, and come back next time for some more pop culture randomness.